Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. I sat courtside with Ice Cube. I forget who the player was. They came up to him and said something to him, and he was like, hey, y'all lose, you might want to keep your eye on the game. He said it with such a serious look that I was like, ooh, that's cold. What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel Namita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today, I am joined by actor, comedian, my good friend, and an NBA superfan, Lamorne Morris. Welcome to the Courtside Club. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, when you say NBA superfan, I want the folks out there to understand something very specific about this. Okay. Former basketball player. <laughs> just say it. I'm not just a dude off the street. I'm one of the best basketball players you probably know. Explain. I don't think there's anything to explain. When did you play basketball? Don't I don't worry. think I know this. Let's not worry about the details. I think, that, <laughs> see, I, th I think that's a problem is you're trying to focus in on like specifics. I'm talking like the overall thing here. I'm highly skilled, highly trained. Okay. Excellent basketball player mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Okay. 2K rating? My 2K rating? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I felt um, slighted because I, I was a 95. Oh. I thought I should have been 96 uh, yeah. right there with Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, LeBron, Steph, whoever else, Jokic. But you know what I mean? That's Ronnie. Him and I got problems. We've always <laughs> had problems. Uh <laughs> so now we're on the fan side. We've retired from the game. 96, 95 rating. 95 rating. Yeah. We yeah. actually met, though, through the NBA. We did. I, I had no clue you were a basketball fan. Yeah. How did we meet? I, I know we met because of basketball was it so it was i remember mm -hmm. it was an nba the nba threw a party for the nba finals it was like a viewing party right yes you and i were there there were some youtubers there and then also the other comedian the other one no it, it was the other comedian <laughs> no he's like super famous king batch anderson no anderson silva no, no, we did talk about him on the last show, though. <laughs> Wait, isn't that his last name? Anthony Anderson. Anthony oh, yes, we hosted. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. now I remember. So we were no. there, got to watch the finals together. Mm -hmm. You were going hard for the Cleveland because yeah. LeBron was there. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Yeah, I but am. you're it's weird to me because you're from Chicago. Listen, again, you get too much into specifics. I think that's the issue there. You got to understand where greatness lies. Okay. okay. Greatness lies in Chicago, sure. Okay, once upon a time. And they're good now. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. So he supersedes any logo you can put. He transcends any organization you can put on his jersey. What does your family and friends say in Chicago? They don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> um, haven't heard or seen You've been them. <laughs> I've been banished. Uh, whenever I get to the airport, there's extra security for me. Um, no, I'm, I mean, listen. Michael Jordan is fantastic. He's the second greatest player of all time. I don't think there's any shame in that. Okay. Like, I'm, I, there's no shame in being the second greatest player of all time. It's not, that's a great accomplishment. But why, so why do you rank them like this? You know that we're on ESPN's YouTube channel. They love this debate. Huh. ESPN loves the I know, that's all MJ, talk about. Yeah. LeBron <laughs> debate. But I do yeah. want to hear somebody, because I grew up in Akron, mm -hmm. grew up in Ohio, like, I grew up in the LeBron era. I didn't even mm -hmm. get to see Michael play yeah. that much. Yeah. So I want to know from your perspective. I, I mean, I, I, I probably, um, I probably tribute longevity to the conversation more than some people would like to, because in order to be that good for that long, it's, it's insane. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan yeah. 
I would say Michael Jordan's peaks were definitely higher than, than LeBron's. But LeBron's peaks were right under his in certain aspects, and in some aspects, a lot higher than his. But mm -hmm. he's been doing it going on 20 years, which is, which is crazy. You know what I mean? By the time I turned 20 years old, I had a beer belly. You know what I mean? I was lazy. My, LeBron James is shredded. But you were still crossing people up on the court, right? I crossed LeBron over when we were 14. That's on ESPN. You guys go look that up as well. <laughs> it's out there. The clip is out there. I definitely did. This is a fact. I'm not. That's not a joke. Okay. When, when we were 14 years old, we'll take it to the archives. Yeah. Um, but no, I. I don't know. I think you. You got to look at statistics. Some people don't. People use the eyeball test, and sometimes your eyes lie. Sometimes you just there's a there's a certain romanticism to 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 history where we go. Man, I'm from Chicago. Michael Jordan missed some shots now. We make it seem yeah. like he didn't, you know. Um, LeBron James got a, that man's good, really good. But I, I feel like people will rebuttal that and say, Michael has this many rings or he yeah. has this many defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. he, had one, he, had, he had one defensive player of the year, correct? We all know LeBron should have won defensive player of the year and then gave it to Marc Gasol. Let's be honest, Marc Gasol didn't even make an all defensive team but he was the defensive player of the year. Or maybe it was all defensive first team, but he was defensive player of the well, year. Well, question for you then, do you feel like the NBA gives defensive player of the year too often to just the biggest guy? It's always, um, because it's easier, right? It, as as a bigger guy in that position to, to get blocks and kind of get numbers in that regard. I mean, maybe. I just think that – I know in that case, I just think during that time, Memphis had a – Memphis, their defensive capabilities were – they may have been at the top of the league. Yeah. But I think you're forgetting the fact that Tony Allen was also on that team, one of the all-time greats defensively. Yeah. Marcus All also one of the all-time greats defensively. However, that year, LeBron James is guarding one through five. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and – so he doesn't even have the opportunity to do as much, like to get the stats that big men can get when they're, am I wrong? No, no, I just think in Defensive that, rebounds, blocks. But I, I th no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I just think that was a special instance. It was because yeah. Le we knew LeBron was going to win MVP. So they were like, so they're okay, like, let's, give it, to let's give it to this guy who yeah. will probably never do anything. You know what I mean? No, disres no disrespect to Marcus Hall. He's fantastic. Yeah. Have you heard his accent? What a sexy beast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Handsome fella. I'm sure he's good with the community. But I'm saying in that year, <laughs> that was LeBron's year to win it. Yeah. And he still talks about it. He's, I'm pissed about it because people use that in the, in the Jordan argument. Right. You know. So the Lakers then. So are you a fan of LeBron wherever he goes? Yeah. Are you a fan of whatever team he's on, I guess? I'm a fan of whatever team LeBron's. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a player first fan. You know what I mean? I have my players that when, okay. they go, when they go move around to certain teams, I'm rooting for those teams. I can't root for the jersey because then these owners, who I don't know who they are, will, can ship you off anywhere. And I'm not supposed to root for, you know, Joe Schmo because you, you just brought him over to the team? Like, no, I don't want to watch mediocre basketball all day. That's terrible. You know what happens to a mediocre TV show? They cancel it. <laughs> You can't cancel a mediocre basketball team. We're forced to watch it because that's the region we're in. No. But where's that like hometown pride, you know, or it's not in sports? Do you have it in any sense of Chicago? Yeah, I always root for the Bulls, but I'm just a LeBron fan. No, who said you had to choose one? When you wake okay. up in the morning, do you always eat oatmeal? No. Sometimes. Man, that would be a boring life. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I want a burrito. <laughs> 
you know i'm just pressing you because i'm also the same way i'm not i don't really ride or die hard for one team especially in basketball because i've worked in it so much as well yeah. it's like you do start becoming player first yeah. or also you're just a fan of good basketball so you see certain yeah. teams like their style of play or yeah. what they're about like even the warriors for example like i root for them because i think it's cool what they've mm -hmm. done with that team and what that with that system yeah. you know what i mean How i hate them kind of stuck together i hate them why because they're so good and they're so good <laughs> <laughs> i hate it so much they're so good every i feel like every player on that team is a starter even the bench players you know what i mean like is coming in the lineup i think Kaminga could go play anywhere in the world as a 19 or 20 year old and start he's that good yeah jordan Poole is an all-star you know what i mean like i think i just that team is so unfair it, the way they can put a team together that is like an organization that i'll like take my hat off to that's yeah you know but you know if the if you if you, let's say you live in oakland and let's say they ship off steph curry and clay thompson and draymond let's say all of a sudden they ship those guys off for some sort of financial purposes are you really going to sit there and be like yeah this is going to be the new i can't wait this is the year no you're gonna you're gonna go and root for your guys somewhere else so being a player first fan how do you feel about the players really taking control of the league more control over the league lately and being able to demand trades or go different places or express when they're not happy with a team i think it's great um a lot of the bullying tactics i'm not sure i'm not sure if i like that so much um because there still is a fan base that does want to see you play i will say that but when you do things when you negotiate beforehand, then I can understand you exercising your ability to to do that. You know, if you say you don't want to, if you have a no trade clause and you don't want to be traded, great. That's in your that's in your that's in your contract. If you have a situation like like what LeBron does, where he'll play out his deal and then he has the option to leave and go somewhere else if he wants to, yeah. then he's not he's not screwing over the the, the fan base. He's that's the contract I signed. That's the deal I signed. Yeah. And so I'm just exercising my rights to do that. Now, other players who are like, man, I'm going to go gain 50 pounds and then, like, I'm going to have, like, <laughs> lint in my beard. Like, no disrespect to James Harden. I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't know who you're talking about. James no, Harden. I'm just kidding. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just I, I love James Harden. However, I'm just saying, like, stuff like that, I mean, ultimately, you get what you want, I think. But, like, that was for certain fans. It, it probably rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. And it still is a fan-driven sport, you know. Yeah. It's a tricky thing, loyalty in business. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, if they, again, if an organization wanted to ship you off, then I don't, where's the loyalty there? Yeah. Where is nowhere to be found. But finally, when, when these athletes have the ability to uh, control their own destinies, it becomes an issue. Yeah. It's like, well, you shouldn't, yeah, well, hold on now. I, I would rather choose where I'm going than be shipped off somewhere like that I right. don't want to go to. Or find out on Twitter that I'm being shipped off somewhere. Right. Can right? you imagine? Like, that'd be <laughs> Well, there's horrible. been guys, what, what was it a couple seasons ago where one of the players found out on the bench that he was getting traded, like in the middle of the game? That's crazy to me. Yeah.
Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Which player in the league do you think has been the most disrespected by media fans? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. I would say overall, like throughout history, LeBron has been highly disrespected, but he's also been highly praised in a way that like, unlike, you know, we're, we're comparing him to Michael Jordan for crying out loud. But he's become polarized for whatever reason. Yeah. Westbrook or... LeBron. No, Westbrook, I feel like, has always been in that category, yeah. but LeBron has. And and I mm-hmm. think it, not even just from leaving Cleveland the initial mm-hmm. time, and I understand that in a sense, just being from Ohio, mm-hmm. and not I don't understand, like, the burning jerseys being, like, so angry with him. Yeah. But I do understand just, like, being hurt if you're an Ohio sports fan because yeah. you're like, dang, like, this was, like, our star player who we've been watching since he was a kid. Play. I get it. Yeah, I get so it. I get that. But for some reason, he's gotten to this point where so many people hate him. Yeah, because Why? it's because it's it's easy to. Why do you think that Steph Curry is so like universally loved and LeBron has become this kind of polarized figure? Um, he hasn't left. Uh huh. LeBron was great until he left Cleveland. You know what I mean? As I was saying, do you think that that was that's what did it? That's that 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 definitely doesn't hurt. And Steph Curry didn't have expectations when he came in the league. You know what I mean? He okay. didn't have expectations. Yeah, he was kind of like the, an an underdog in a sense. You know, yeah. he's been an underdog because undersized. You know, all that stuff. You know, and you know, you put your daughter on a press conference. You know what I mean? Like people right. that like melts cute. hearts all over the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you can't hate a guy like that when his when his family's so adorable. Because he, you know? but you, because you say like when you're great, everybody like wants to hate you. But that is one guy who I feel like has been untouchable in a sense. Like people do not hate Steph Curry. When LeBron would dunk on somebody, you know, he used to like, he used to like snarl a lot and like do the thing like. Right, do all yeah. that stuff. People started comparing him to Michael Jordan. The okay. old head, the old head started hating that. So you, he's now he's now telling you, like, feel free to hate me a little bit because yeah. he's doing kind of cocky, showboatish yeah. type of stuff. I guess so. Steph Curry, very meek. You know, oh, he I doesn't just, dunk really. Much. He doesn't dunk really. <laughs> but he'll shoot from half court. You know what I mean? Yeah. And be like coy about it at times. And just turn around. Yeah, turn around really and run like... the other way. They call him the baby face assassin. You can't yeah. hate somebody who's Who like, a who's a baby face. Last thing on the NBA front, do you have predictions for this upcoming season? Uh, uh, before before you before you say that, okay. I do also want to go back and like, Russell Westbrook is one of the best players in the league, okay? I will say that he had a bad season. And by bad season, I mean 18, 8, and 8, or whatever that was. No, I'm a big fan of Russell. Like, the thing I don't understand about him is like, you can hate him again if you go back to just like I guess what some would consider cocky, but to me that's like sports, so it's mm. it's weird to like be turned off by that. Mm-hmm. But Russell, it, even if he is missing every single shot, he gives a hundred percent on the court, like literally every minute when he is in. And I don't think you could say that about any other player in the NBA who yeah. literally at all times leaves everything on the court. Absolutely, and he also 
has the only time that he's ever been disrespectful to to media or whatnot is when somebody is disrespectful to him towards him first. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to me. Like you can maybe say, oh, I don't like his style of play or it's whatever. But to hate him when he really is like giving all he's got is yeah. is bizarre to me. I think it was and like even the, from the media standpoint as well. I think it was a media hit job on him. It feels like that. It really <laughs> the feels Westbrook like conspiracy. <laughs> it really feels that way. I mean, I listen. I love the Lakers, and yeah, it wasn't a great year. But are we forgetting the fact that AD was hurt a lot of the year? LeBron was hurt a lot of the year. Yeah, they were hurt the year prior. Yeah, you know what I mean. You and you bring a guy in and expect him to change the entire culture of your team. Yeah, there was some weird plays. Sure, the top of the backboard was touched a little bit too much with the basketball. Sure, that happened. <laughs> Maybe some airball layups. But guess what? It happens throughout the course of the season. A miss is a miss. I don't care how bad you miss it. Yeah. Man averaged 18 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, or whatever that was. You know how I many players would kill for those stats? Yeah. And that's the low end of a guy. Yeah. On his 14th or 15th year, whatever he's he's going into. I just think we live in LA. You know, it's a it's a it's a big sports town. Uh but the fan base, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. is not great here, like at all. Because when the Lakers were not good mm-hmm. for a while, it was you could hear like a pin drop in the arena. Like the fans were awful. And you go to the games and it's a show. And I'm like, you know that. You can I, admit that. I, well, I, I won't say I won't I won't say that. I will only say it's because it's one of those sports towns that's two teams. And you when you want to see good basketball for a while when the Lakers were down, the Clippers were good, even though they didn't win a championship. So yeah, I think that, that has but, something to do with no, it. No, but New York the Knicks fans ride or die for Knicks. Yeah, but they're also booing their own team. What are you doing? Like, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather play in silence than that. I don't know. I just but, feel like there's passion behind it. You know what I mean? Because I just remember going to games in L.A. when they weren't good before LeBron was there. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I was like, wow, these fans are really like. The ticket little. prices were still high. That doesn't make any sense. I will say this, though. It's because it's L.A., a lot of those fans on the floor, they're wearing shades. So many diamonds. Yeah. They show up at halftime. They don't even care. Yeah, like, you're there to just, be seen for a second. They're celebrities. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? They're busy. They're all, you know, saving the world and stuff. Doing philanthropy. Is that what celebrities do? Yeah. <laughs> philanthropy. And, you know what I mean? It's for the kids. Everything. And then I'll come to the Laker game. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. So I, I want to get more into kind of the entertainment celebrity side of things, mm-hmm. your world a little bit more after we take a halftime break, if you're cool yes. with that. Yes. So a lot of our fans probably recognize you from New Girl. You were on that show mm-hmm. for seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Great show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I did you enjoy that. your time there? I did. I did. It was fun, man. It was fun. It was one of the, uh, I would say, highlights of my entertainment uh, career, which has been great, and still is, it's still great. We still communicate. The fans, uh, they come up to me every day. I think it's uh, it's always a positive experience. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's cool. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna take you out of your actor role and mm-hmm. put you into the casting yes. section of production. Yes. What is that called? I think you said it right. Casting. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. put you in casting. <laughs> I want you to recast the main five oh, man. of New Girl. Only using professional athletes. Only so you can using. get super creative. They don't have to be guys that you know act. Okay. Well, here's a here's a lob. Who's playing you? Who's, Who's playing, playing me? Winston? Who's playing me? Um, my character started out slow on the show. I was a replacement character. 
But then... Wait a second. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I wasn't in the pilot episode. Yeah. And then I came in and I got to say, it was a little... I didn't I didn't have my footing just yet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really find my rhythm until the second and third season. Yeah. So Giannis Antetokounmpo is playing me. Okay. <laughs> I am the Giannis of New Girl. I'll take that. It's so good. <laughs> Giannis is the Winston <laughs> okay. of basketball. Okay. I hope Giannis likes cats. Yes, I hope so. Um, shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I don't know why I said that. Like, I know him. I don't. <laughs> never met That's this man in my one. life. <laughs> shout out to Giannis. Hey, what's up, boy? <laughs> I hope you're good. <laughs> never met him in my life. Uh, who is playing the Schmidt character? Um, any Jewish basketball players in the NBA? There ha- I mean, there has to be, yes. Omar Caspi? The Omar answer- Caspi, he still play? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Sorry. Who's the most, um, well, who's the most fashionable, flashy, kind of, very... Uh, when you say, like, flat, I-, I thought of, like, Tyler Hero, but then he's, like, acts too cool for school to be Schmidt. Like, yeah. Right? Well, oh, the Schmidt earlier years, that could be Tyler Hero. Okay. I could definitely say that. And Schmidt's earlier years on the show, you know, before character growth... He was definitely going to take his shirt off all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but then he, you know, Schmidt matured over time. You know what I'm going to go with? Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Okay. And here's That's a wild card. And here, here's why. Kevin Durant is a sure bet, no matter what. He might have had one bad playoff series, and it wasn't even bad. They just lost. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. his most recent one. But Kevin Durant is guaranteed bucket. Schmidt is a guaranteed laugh. It's guaranteed. Okay, I see where you're going with that. No matter what. Okay, I see where you're going with No matter what. It's, you're going to laugh. It's going to be, he's going to be the most entertaining person on camera. So I'm going to go. It's a tall cast. Very tall cast. Very, very tall. Uh, Jake Johnson, Nick Miller. For Nick Miller, bartender, likes to drink a lot. Kind of lazy, <laughs> <laughs> old old manish. James Harden. It's <laughs> because of the beard. I, can, yeah. I don't know James Harden. I actually love James Harden. I don't know him at all, but I'm gonna go with James Harden because okay. James Harden is clearly one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. But like the Nick character was like chilling all the time, and James Harden seems to be like a person who's always just chilling. Very Every chilling. time I see a clip of him, he's at the club. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know some stripper. Never mind. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go Nick Miller is James Harden. Okay. Now, I'm sure for the folks out there, I'm sure you have better answers, but I've been put on the spot, so I haven't. I haven't no, really. I like this. I like this. CC. Yeah. Reliable. Okay. You know, the rely like the probably the rock of everything because she was so stable. I mean, she had some wobbly moments on the show where she was going through stuff and, you know, motherhood and all that stuff. But for the most part, you could say the most reliable friend that you could possibly have. And that is where I would go, Clay. Okay. Because Steph is great, but Clay scored 67 points in a game once, right? Didn't he drop 67 only dribbling the balls 11 times? Oh, yeah. That's pretty reliable. His footwork is insane. It's insane. Uh, and Zoe, LeBron. Okay. I'm going to go. I see that. Just because, like, she she led our team. She can do everything. Like, there's not a category in which LeBron is bad at. 
free throws. Hey, man, you got to do a little bit better. But, uh, you know, if I got a 75% on a test at school, yeah, I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> that means I passed. Yeah. That means I did well. <laughs> uh, so, Zoe, I would say, there's not a category in performance that she's bad at. She's really good. And there are moments on that show where she's like, she could be doing an emotional scene. It doesn't matter the circumstance on the show. Yeah. She can do everything. She can bounce in and out of comedy to drama seamlessly. And um, yeah, so I, I would call her the LeBron of our, our squad. You dove much deeper than I was expecting. You could have <laughs> just been like, oh, a little personality, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, I was trying to compare like their the players' attributes, what they're known for, their history in the league, yeah, to no. like what our characters were known for. No, it was awesome. Yeah, hopefully that. Yeah. If you're out there, please come up with a, a better top five. Yeah, comment below your top five. I mean, think about that, though. If you did put them on the court, LeBron, Giannis, KD, Clay. Who else did I say? James Harden. James Harden. Are you kidding me? What? Which brings me to. Wait. Are I got to make up? a switch. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> sorry, James second. Harden. Oh, I got it. Oh, James Harden. I'm sorry. You're turning into the Skip Bayless of James Harden on this podcast. No, I love James Harden. But you're subbing him out. Kyrie is Nick Miller. Okay. Nick Miller is a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> he is. Nick, he, man, Nick Miller is, you know, trust big business. He does everything <laughs> yeah, himself. Yeah, true, he fixes true, true. everything at home himself. <laughs> I got a feeling Kyrie is, I, feel like I got a feeling at home Kyrie don't call plumbers, okay? Kyrie's like, no, I can fix this myself, okay? I have a feeling Kyrie is that kind of guy. Yeah. And I think that that's the Nick Miller trait where he's like, no, I'm capable. I could I can get this done myself. Yeah. I don't need to call somebody in my house to do this for me. Okay. You know, that's I wanna say Kyrie. Okay, we're switching you know, up. We're switching it up. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Major. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. So who's your starting five in the NBA right now? Play-wise. Because we just made a starting five for New Girl. It's the same five. I'm just oh. taking out Clay and I'm putting in Steph. Okay. It's... Steph, Kyrie. Yes. Giannis, LeBron, KD. KD. Interesting. You know, I want to go. I want to go youthful because my second favorite player overall in the league right now, I want to say is John Morant. But it's really fun to watch. Yeah, oh my god, I'm obsessed with him. But you know, there's still some time there. You know, I want to see something past the injury and how he bounces back. And like, I want to. There's Luca too. I love Luca. I love Luca. Luca is a youthful combination of like James Harden and LeBron to me so if he can like put it together and get out and win like something like big 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 yeah then you're talking about like an all-time great yeah. player in Luka so I, I love Luka I just can't put him over I just I love Kyrie so much I, I, I can't put him over Kyrie and clearly you're not going to take out LeBron Giannis or KD 
Yeah. And Steph Curry can shoot from here if he wanted to. Like that's just a. Uh, well, he does before every game. He's in the hallway, I, just like launching them and that then makes them. Silly and to like, me. Okay, see you later. That is crazy to me. <laughs> see you at tip off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So that would that would probably that would probably be my top five in the NBA. I would say. I'm so. Saying, yeah. Who who's your list? Who's yours? Who's your top five? I just might take out Kyrie for Luca. No, it's nothing against Kyrie. It's nothing against Kyrie. You're gonna roll your eyes at me. I've literally <laughs> sat here through all your hot takes. <laughs> no I switch out one player. <laughs> yeah, right. You had some hot takes. LeBron better than MJ? That's not a hot take. We'll see. The we'll world see. is divided. But no, I, I think like Steph, Luca, Katie, Giannis, and LeBron. I think that it, I think that is the five. That is the five. I think that is the five. And here's why. And here's why. To go back to why I think he's the great. That's why. Well, he's in year twenty, and we're still putting him in our top five. Is he the best oh, player yeah, yeah. right now in the league? Probably not. Maybe he is. I don't know. Probably not. You never know. But it's crazy to me that this yeah. late late in his career, we still consider him up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, longevity. Mike's peaks higher for sure but not a hot take all right it's not no it's not a hot take it's a hot take because you're from chicago that's the reason that is who's your who do you think is the greatest player of all time well i say lebron because i haven't experienced mj's era but it's not a it's like not a knock to him i don't know i've seen more of kobe than i have of mj so it's like it's just really hard for me to like put in that goat scenario i don't even like I don't love that topic, but I, I do either. think it's interesting as to why people think of that. And I think in in basketball, we have the GOAT conversation more than we do in any other sport. We do because it's entertaining. That's the that's the reason yeah. why it's controversy. That's what yeah. it is. I can't argue like a true I can't truly argue LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. You you can't truly quantify that. Yeah. It's, it is ultimately a feeling you have, right? If, if you think Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time, which most of my life I did, then great. You know what I mean? I can't actually argue that. But for the sake of argument, I will argue it. And I'll yeah. try yeah. to ruffle feathers. And like, you know, I'm from, again, you're right. I am from Chicago. And that is one of the reasons why I like having this conversation. People ultimately, when I do have this conversation with real, like, pure Chicago sports fans, I get smoked in the argument. Oh, yeah. I get smoked in the argument. <laughs> but it's fun for me to have. My friends from Chicago, shout out to The Hard Cap, which is a podcast out right now. Sorry, I got to plug another no, podcast. No, go for it. The Hard Cap. My friends from Chicago have this dope podcast. They smoke me in the LeBron and MJ conversation because yeah. ultimately I'm from Chicago, so I know what Michael Jordan did. I watched him play. Yeah. But as I get older, there is a... There is something. There is something that has pulled me to the other side of the fence, which is the right side. <laughs> I wonder if anybody else gets in that conversation. Because right now it's just those two. Because it's it's it, that's also media as well. But you have to put yeah. you have to put certain people in that conversation. I think over time, I think you do put Steph Curry in that conversation. I think. I think greatest shooter of all time. I think he solidified that. Yeah, you know, there's no question he's the greatest shooter of all time. Right. But he's also now his handle is so crazy. His ability is so strong, his ability to get to the basket whenever he feels like it. Shoot left hand, right hand, you know. Oh, I'm he not... just has this touch so he yeah. can get hit and yeah. he still has that touch. That's yeah. insane to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. To once think of a guy as this tiny kind of small can't, you know, you know. I mean, we saw what LeBron did to him in the 2016 finals. He bullied him. 
Yeah. He bu- I mean, in 2015 as well, he bullied this man. But now, I don't think he can do that. He's the man hit the weight room. But I think something else has come into play because he has changed the way the game is played. And I do think that he single-handedly made, like, started this shift. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the game is a lot quicker. Yeah. It's like the bigs are coming out to the three. It's yeah. people are shooting from anywhere on the court. Like you said, he will take two steps over half court on an NBA court yeah. and launch it. And it's like, you have to pick up guys now right there when they leave when their house to yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah, you have pick to you meet up. them at the bus <laughs> like think about the evolution of the game you start with a peach basket and people are just underneath like right. doing basic stuff then the more skilled you get the further you step out there wasn't yeah. a three-point line then yeah. the three-point line is introduced so then cats are shooting that then it was like well the odds of you making that shot are so low i'm not going to guard you and they were and you would be right back then right but now Dame, Trey, Steph, you know, these guys are pulling up the moment they reach half court. Right. And it's money all the time. So kids now, that's just, that's their fascination because kids are small. They can't dunk. Right. They can't, they don't have muscle like that. Mm -hmm. Kids are so malnourished these days. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The cost of milk has gone through the roof. Uh, They are becoming vegan. So they're really thin. And (laughs) so these kids, they have to shoot from half court. Right. Okay. They got no muscle. So, and and for me, that's something I used to do as a kid all the time. Me and my friends, we would just jack up shots left and right. You weren't allowed to do that in a basketball game at all you get benched um or get cut from the team so well you are you were i was like that you was, got the green light that I was like that. all i was supposed to do <laughs> i remember that you got the green light yeah yes. you got the green light we spoke about new girl mm-hmm. your show woke yes um we recently we talked about it before cameras were rolling your your guest appearances on jimmy kimmel guest hosting appearances yeah. which is really cool thank you so kind of like tapping into this hosting space a little bit yeah you know i i i used to host i used to host back in the day i had a, sh- a few shows on bet um i, I don't think i knew that yeah i had a show called bet now i had a show called hot wired you know a guest host 106 in park a couple times yeah, I mean, hosting to me, entertainment is entertainment, right? You you just got to know how to channel that ability. Acting, I feel like you have to tap into a different muscle because you have to develop a character. You got to be someone totally different uh, than yourself. Obviously, you want to keep bits and pieces of yourself in there, I guess, to yeah. distinguish yourself from other folks. But you know, hosting is entertainment, and if you have a good if you have a good personality, if you have like if you're funny, if you're witty, if you're charmed, whatever the case may be, if you're good in front of the camera, if you're a great conversationist like yourself. Thanks. I think people, you know, I think, I think, I think that's, I think a lot of people can do that. You see Kevin Hart doing movies and hosting. Yeah. Back in the day, you weren't allowed to do that. You had to pick, you had to choose a lane. Right. When I moved to LA, I only had a hosting in my back, in my background. I'd only had a hosting agent. It was so difficult for me to to get back to my roots of, of, of acting. Did you, you know? go to school for it? For acting, yeah. For acting. For acting, yeah. Um, so I went to school in Chicago, uh, College of DuPage. Shout out to College of DuPage. In Second City, Chicago. Shout out to Second City, Chicago. Also, shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, sorry, I do not know <laughs> Good this Good buzz, I'll text you later. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my, um, that's my background and uh, but hosting is definitely a part of it and i and and i want to do it all you know i definitely love it and love yeah. that that process of being on kimmel do you know mark Steinis, who used to host entertainment yeah Tonight? yeah 
So I interned for him mm-hmm. my like junior year of college. I came out here. I was in school in DC, but I came out here. And um, he told me because everybody was saying like, when you come to LA, you need to get a hosting coach and like do, cause there's all these like classes yeah. for hosts, right? Mm-hmm. He told me, if you ever need to go to class for hosting, then you need to quit now because it's not, <laughs> you're not meant for it. <laughs> like, oh, basically no. was like, no, no, you like. Well, I mean, it and is I, And I would agree because I also studied performing arts in college. So I did a yeah. lot of acting. Yeah. I gravitated towards hosting more so. Yeah. But I do agree that it's like more, acting is more of a skill and hosting yeah. is like, it's more of an experience based skill. I would say it is a skill. Yeah but it's just like you have to do it a lot you don't need to to. go to a class and and have somebody tell you how to host the more the microphone is in your hand the more the camera is on you yeah the more comfortable you become talking to folks and you're right with acting you know you do need somebody to kind of sit down and critique you and you know tweak this and study and you know go back and read this book and you know figure out this trait you know you're playing a person with you know accent you got to work on your dialect you got to work on this you know there's all those things you have to take into account with hosting you just got to do it you got to do it you just got to do it yeah like you gotta (laughs) you just get thrown into the deep end and you just sink or swim and in the beginning you sink a lot oh yeah (laughs) if you watch like the first episode of 2k tv i was like bruh burn it What's that audio on TikTok? Like, burn it. Burn it. Burn it. I'm, like, waving my hands around. And, like, it's cute. You know, I'm young. It's, like, it's, it's cute. But hey, I'm guys, just, it's like, me. <laughs> also, hi. And, um, Welcome. Hey, guys. <laughs> never stop believing and always give up. Don't give up. Turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion. No, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. So, I was just kind of agreeing with you. But how did you and Kimmel kind of link up and did that opportunity come about? I was promoting something. I think uh, first time I was on his show, I was promoting season one of Woke. Okay. And I had done it over Zoom. And it was a weird experience because I was in my house. This was during the pandemic when we were all kind of locked up. Second time I went on the show, we had a good time. It was fun. I um, It was one of those things where you just... You get out there. I, I'm always nervous before I, an interview. I'm nervous before I'm sitting down talking to you. Really? Every time. It, I don't yeah. know what it is. Anxiety? I don't know what it is. I just get nervous. So with Kimmel, it, he made it so easy. It was just like tossing to jokes and to, you know, like when you're a comedian like him, he knows what he finds funny and he's been doing it for 100 years or whatever. So he's setting you up with jokes. Like he's just tossing you. It's like he knows what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. He's just setting it up and he's so skilled at it because, he, again, he's been doing it for, I want to say he's on his 73rd year of the show. So he's been doing it for 73 years. <laughs> and he's so good, man. You know, so. Some of your jokes, like I can't even lie. Like I feel like I'm a little bit slow or like ditzy or something because like, they go over my head for a second. But long <laughs> enough for the camera to catch me like, oh, she really, she bought that for a second. No, you know what I just mean? It's just not funny jokes. I think that's what it is. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I think I'm just like slow to process. Um, so how how did you host? How did that come about? Um, I did a show. Uh, I, I guess he liked me enough to, you know, ask me to be one of the guest hosts, you know, when he went on vacation. Let's go. Cool. And I did. And I and I tell you, leading up to that, some of the most n- like nervous nights of my life, because you can't really prepare for that. It's just like this. It's just you get there on the day and then we they tell you what, you know, what we want to talk about. And then you just workshop a bunch of stuff with each other. Yeah. And then at that point, it becomes instinctual. 
because yeah. if you if you're in the comedy business, then you and you're around funny people, they kind of bring it out of you, and then they definitely help you along the way. His staff is the best. You know what I mean? A, a room full of funny, creative, talented people. Yeah. It's like the you couldn't ask for anything better than that. So, and it's definitely a space that I love, and you know, I admire so much. So, you know. Late night. Hey, man. What's up? What's <laughs> up, dude? What's up, late night? We'll just upload this episode of Courtside Club at what time? Like 10? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Courtside Club. Do at 10. Late night. Uh, late, late night. What late else? night with Lamorne. Sorry. Oh, I like that. That's Thank a, you very that much. That nice, means a lot. That has a nice ring to it. Thank you for saying so. That means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the staff? What else oh, should we be <laughs> on the lookout for besides like acting? Anything else that you're working on right now that you're excited about? um i'm just honestly i'm excited about i'm excited about being a dad you know what i mean like i'm a father yeah. my my kid just turned two it's um it's really strange it's a it's a different muscle that you've never worked out before and you're thrown into the fire every single day and like you, you know my kid man my kid makes me laugh and smile and uh it, it's it's uh, people talk about it and people say it but until you have kids, you you don't know that feeling of like pure, genuine love when your kid like yeah. runs to you when you walk in the door or when she like falls asleep on you or she holds you or hugs you. Like you don't want to be anywhere else in the world when that when that is going on. And for me, man, that's like one of the it's crazy, man. It's really getting me. She's also two, so she's also very wild. <laughs> yeah. Very, very wild. I'm apologizing to all the folks at uh Sophie's ballet <laughs> dance class. You should take a play out of Steph Curry's book. Yeah. You would blow up like Steph Curry. <laughs> oh my god. You just start bringing your daughter into your interviews, you know? Oh god. Have her grab the mic. She's popped her head in every once like when I'm doing them on Zoom, she'll just like Papa. Oh. <laughs> I go, yes, baby. And then she'll just come in the office and like, you know. Yeah. But like, my God, man, my daughter is she's the funniest. She's the funniest, man. She's I hope hopefully she goes into entertainment. You know, her mom's an actor. I'm an actor. Like, I feel like it's in her genes. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. see. Lamorne, we are reaching the end of the game. So I have some buzzer beaters for you. Yes. Okay. I'm also known for my clutch gene. All right, let's, let's see it. Yeah. Here we go. What is the best game that you've ever sat courtside for? Best game I ever sat courtside for might also be, the, well, there's two. There's tied. It's, I'm tied. <laughs> uh, I'm not so clutch. Um, I sat courtside at a... Uh, uh, um, Portland and Dallas game uh, with Ice Cube, which was fantastic, oh, okay. and and we were uh, we were promoting barbershops. We were on tour. However, Ice Cube is so cool that he left at halftime or something like that. So I had to leave too, because <laughs> the invitation was only extended really to him. Oh, okay, so yeah. he had to go. So like, I had who to go. Who is this guy still sitting in the seats? Yeah, and I remember just watching how cool Ice Cube was because players kept walking up and saying stuff to him. I remember one time he said, I forget who the player was. They came up to him and tried to, and said something to him. And he was like, hey, y'all lose. You might want to keep your eye on the game. He said it with such a serious look <laughs> that I was like, oh, that's cold. That's, funny. that's so cold blooded. That's funny. Because um, uh, me, I'm still intimidated by back. They're all younger than me, but they're like seven feet tall. And I just go, hey, whatever you say, sir. Yeah. You know. Uh, but I don't think Ice-T likes me. You don't think Ice-T? What's the difference? I mean, I Ice Cube, sorry. And I was just like, we're talking about two different people. <laughs> Bruh. I don't know. I was at a celebrity basketball game and we were supposed to be coaching together. Mm -hmm. 
But hear this. Uh oh, what'd you do? <laughs> my friend sat in his seat. Making mistakes downtown. Oh no. Why would she do that? Well, well, we didn't know there were like seat assignments on the bench, but I guess that was his seat and his management was like, uh-uh. Like that. Wait, you were coaching with him? Yeah, we were supposed Yeah, we were supposed to be coaching together. Was your friend coaching? No, she was just with me. Like, he, I mean, he had an entourage of like 10 people. Yeah, that's Ice Cube. I get that. Well, I was allowed to bring was his, somebody with yeah, me Yeah, but they the could have sat in another seat. Not Okay, so. We didn't know. I'm just saying it just happened to be a seat that I guess was his, but. From that point on, he didn't really talk to me, so. I want to say, I've never seen uh, Eric Spolstra bring his homie <laughs> to sit right next to him on the bench. It was a celebrity game. Like, Still. people barely even play in those things, you know? <laughs> and they asked me to play, and I said, no, but I'll coach. You and so up. I was coaching with, yeah, I know. So, like, I'm on, he probably doesn't remember you who I am, but he definitely, was. yeah, he didn't like me. Mm -mm. I could text him, but I don't think his number works for me. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> Keep trying to, yeah, yeah. him and Jimmy. Mm. I don't think I got the right number for Ice Cube. Okay, oh, I also, completely sidetracked you. No, no, no. Second best game. The reason I want to talk about this one is because it was Cavs-Hawks in Atlanta. Cool. On the floor. Only reason why I got invited to sit on the floor for that game is because they thought I was coming with Jason Bateman. Uh, mm. Shout out to Jamie Gertz. She was like, oh, Jason Bateman's coming. We're promoting game night. We were in town filming. Great. Jason didn't come, so I brought my boy with me. And they, the look on their faces when I showed up, she was like, hey, where's uh, where's Jason? And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know, is he coming? And she was like, I thought he was coming with you. And I thought, and I said, oh, it was he? She's like, yeah, we gave mm -hmm. him two tickets. I looked at my boy like, oh, you got Jason's ticket. I was like, <laughs> I don't think Jason's coming. <laughs> I don't think he's coming at all. So basically we're not allowed to bring friends. <laughs> yeah, but the game, the Cavs were like up by 25. They end up losing that game. But the game was a dope because, you know, I was on the floor and I'm sitting there arguing with Will Packer about why the Cavs are going to win this game. Mm -hmm. Kyrie was, you know, gave me his jersey at the end of the game. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and it was dope. He still never signed it. So now I just got a dirty, funky <laughs> jersey in my closet without a signature. Yeah, yeah. It's authentic. Yeah, it's it. it good. It's kind of yellow in certain parts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And the basketball came over to me at one point and I was like cool. shocked because Kyrie lost it out of bounds. And he said, I said, come on now. And he goes, I got the best handles in the game, man. You know that. And I thought, you do. You do. I got that on camera, too. That's so that's pretty cool. One event history you would have loved to have been courtside for. Oh, could one. be sporting event, could be anything in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for. Oh my god. You gosh. get that courtside view. One event in history, I would probably say I want the the birth of the birth of Jesus, dare I say it? I want to I want to I want to that would have been cool. Yeah. If it was like they say, that would have been Well, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. Then I would be the dude who knows. You would be the truth teller. I'd oh. be like, hey, I was there. It happened. <laughs> You'd have crazy clout if you knew. Oh my gosh, I'd be the man. Yeah. I'd be the man. Or when they walked on the moon. Did they? Right. I don't know, Kyrie. Did they? <laughs> I would love to have uh, been there for the birth of Jesus, probably. Yeah. Lamorne, what should people be on the lookout for? Or should they follow you on social? I'm a fan of your TikTok. You hate oh. it. Where can people find you? Sure. I mean, you can find me at home, chilling. Uh, you can find me on Instagram too, uh, at Lamorne, you know. Um, yeah. Well, just, you know, pay attention. Just be out there on the lookout. Mm -hmm. I'm always around. Yeah. I don't I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I don't want to oversaturate you all with silliness, but, you know, 
I, I act because I love it. I perform because I love it. And um, I don't want to just be a trend. I just I just want to I want to I want to be here forever. You want that longevity career like LeBron, like LeBron, like Morgan Freeman. You guys are twins. Thank you for saying so. Me and Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman, we have matching moles. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure that you like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Thank you.